Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Ask Amadeus podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Amadeus Schott. This show, we talk about the internet, business, real estate, culture, all the things important to your life. So I thank you for tuning in. If you like this show, subscribe on iTunes. Find me on social media at Marcus Amadeus and YouTube Marcus Amadeus. Today, we're going to talk about taxes. You can't get away from them. The internet is outraged by the potential new tax plan presented by Biden, uh, specifically on capital gains and the Opportunity Zone um, tax benefits for 1031 exchanges for for properties and why this is such an issue. Um, But before we get into it, I got to tell you something. Are you looking for a home this spring? The market is wild in suburbia. Things are busy in Brooklyn and New York, and you need a real estate agent, whether you're buying or selling. So contact me, www.marcusamadeus.com. I'm a licensed real estate agent in New Jersey and New York. We do multifamilies, first time home buyers, condos, co ops, suburban houses, and nationwide relocations. You're not going to go wrong. And the consultation's free. We will give you a free consultation to just point you in the right direction. Give us your two, give us the two cents. Give us, give you our two cents. Sorry. And if we can help you, great. If we can't, we'll send you in the right direction. We have a nationwide network of brokers, contractors, attorneys, lenders, movers, you name it. We're the one stop shop. All right, on to taxes. Okay, so Sleepy Joe just made a announcement this week. Everybody's upset. I don't really know why they're upset. I mean, I know why they're upset because everyone hates taxes. I don't like taxes. No one wants to pay more taxes than they can. And I personally don't think the government does a good job with your taxes. Anyways, the proposal is increasing corporate taxes, income taxes, and what we want to talk about right now is the capital gains tax for quote-unquote wealthy individuals. Um, I had the clip pulled up, but he said taxes won't increase for anyone making under $400,000 a year. Well, that was a lie. Not true. Um, and in terms of capital gains, it's really important because basically the gist of what he said, it's not passed yet. It has to go to the House, through the Senate, etc. cetera. Um, but he basically wants to double the capital gains tax on quote unquote wealthy people saying over a million dollars. And on the face value, you say, hey, they're making a million dollars a year. That's not such a big deal. Pay some more capital gains. Well, right now, as it is, short-term capital gains are 50%. So, i.e., say you invested $1,000, you made $1,000, say in something like Dogecoin, a meme currency about dogs. If you hold it for less than a year, you have to pay 50% in taxes. And in my opinion, I think that's fine. The reason why we have short-term capital gains tax at 50% is because we don't want people speculating and trading in that heavily in that area. It's not really adding value to companies as much. 
Um, and it's not beneficial for the economy. They want people to save and invest and things like that. Long-term capital gains, which is over a year for stocks, I believe it's two for um, real estate, uh, is generally taxed between 15 and 25%, depending on which tax bracket you're in and things like that. Um, so that is encouraging people to sit on properties, sit on investments, let companies that you invest in use the capital for your benefit. And if you hold it, then they will, um, then you'll have less taxes, uh, half as much capital gains taxes as we have it now. There's a lot of people who, like uh, Warren Buffett who even really wanted to have extended capital gains taxes. Like if you ex- hold it for more than five, six, seven, eight, ten years, you have zero capital gains. And that's to encourage people to invest long term, like I said before, and companies will have more stability of you know, retail investors, but mostly big institutional investors to park their money in in stocks versus, you know, bonds or mutual funds for longer terms where they're tied up for longer periods of time. Uh, and I, I kind of like that idea. Uh, but this is kind of going in the opposite direction. And the reason why this is a problem or this will be a problem if it's passed, especially for real estate, especially during COVID, especially during this housing boom that we just had, is for the following reasons. All right, put yourself in a scenario where, listen, you just had COVID, right? Not you, you, all right, maybe you had COVID, but we had the lockdown year, right? You're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, maybe not 40s, but getting older, maybe going to retire. Um, You couldn't work all that much because of COVID. Maybe you were scared. Maybe you have health issues. Maybe you have your business, sorry, your business was shut down. I forgot that was like the main thing I was going to say, but there's plenty of reasons why you had uh, impact on working. A lot of people in the, I know from experience, I know from statistics, a lot of people who are older um, decided to retire early. Maybe if they were going to retire in three, four years, they said, you know what? I'm older. I didn't really, I just has wanted something to do. I, I can't deal with this. I'm not going to go back to the work. I can't, I'm not good at computers. I can't work remotely, right? This, a lot of people had, you know, early retirement. A lot of small business people compared to corporate people don't have retirements in the same way because they don't have 401k matching. They don't have benefits. You know, obviously some people have Roth IRAs and things like that, but a lot of middle-class Americans bank on their home to retire from. They build up equity through the years. They'd rather put it in their home than in the stock market. I mean, this last year, more money went in the stock market than the past 10 years. Um, But traditionally, boomer generation, older generations, they bought their homes, they worked at their jobs, they built up equity, built up equity, paid off their mortgage, continued to live there, continued to save, uh, low-risk investments. And then COVID hits, right? You have to retire early. Then we get a millennial housing boom for the um, millennial housing boom because millennials want to be out of the city. They were in the city 2012 to 2020, uh, especially in the Northeast, but just all over. We had an urbanization 
uh, mass urbanization from like 2009 to to the last 10 years. Uh, It's just the facts, you know, any city you lived in, the rents were wild, condos wild. It it was, um, we were on the tail end of that COVID sparked a uh, COVID and, you know, some people say safety, some people say riots, some uh, work from home, you name it, de-urbanization. It's very hard to buy a house in the suburbs right now. Interest rates are real low, okay? You decide to sell your home. You have a 20, 30-year plan. Capital gains, if you are going to double the capital gains on anyone over a million dollars, that's going to eat into someone's retirement by hundreds of thousands of dollars. And when you're 65, 70, that's a big deal. You... Think about it this way. You're saying, oh, it's a million dollars. If you're on the tail end of your career, maybe you get uh, a payout. Maybe you don't get a payout. Your salary might be high. You know, Maybe it's higher than it's ever been. Say you're a couple. You both make uh, $100,000 a year or whatever more. Then you sell your house. And right now in most of the Northeast, a lot of the Northeast, it, you know, it's not uncommon to have a $700 to $2 million house that boomers are cashing out on. It's not uncommon. Um, and a lot of people just think in the, like, and then the millennials, they just think in the monthlies. A lot of people think in the monthlies, especially um, these days. But so you decided to sell your house with the anticipation that you're going to have, say, a, say you paid off your mortgage and you get the um, homeowner's uh, tax, de- uh, tax deduction of $250 a piece. Uh, you have five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars that you're banking on. Now the capital gains tax is doubled, and now you only have three hundred. Think about that. If you're in your, if you're older, you just sold your house. Maybe you're renting. Maybe you downsize. Maybe you had to buy another house. Say you had to buy another house. Um, so you have like a couple hundred thousand dollars, and you're old. You have not a lot of income coming in, especially if you don't have a pension. And now it's cut in half. Everyone's thinking about Bill Gates and. And Jeff Bezos. No, no, no. If you're both making, if you're one person making a hundred, two hundred, even eighty thousand dollars a year, or you're a couple and you make combined say two hundred, and then you sell your eight hundred thousand dollar house or one million dollar house, you've now pushed yourself into that tax bracket where you're going to be experiencing the capital gains, uh, double the capital gains. So I think the, he wanted to do like forty six point two percent of capital gains. It's crazy. The market sold, the stock market sold off immediately on that news. It's, even though I think that was a little short-sighted, but you know, older people, they want to get their cash out before that happens. Younger people, they can just not sell and not have a taxable event and move into the, maybe the next administration or maybe five, 10 years down the line that the laws change. Hopefully this thing doesn't pass, um, but immediately sold off. And what my concern is, is that now you have Older people who have half their retirement is going to be cut in half because a lot of people, they just own one house. They're the only bought two houses in their whole life. They downsize and now they're renting. And now they're like not, maybe they have to move every couple of years. They're going to incur cost. They're not working anymore. Or maybe they have some residual income from their retirement accounts but, or, or social security. But it's not enough to do, uh, to have, to be secure when you're, people are living into their nine, well into their 90s. Um, so for this reason, I think this is going to impact the housing market the most. People might decide to wait it out to sell their houses because they don't want to pay all that capital gains. 
Hopefully it's not in retrospect because if it's for 2021, what a, hopefully it'll be for 2022, which I think it probably will be. But imagine you sold your house and then they have to pay and you have to pay that extra taxes that you weren't aware of. That really messes up your plans. So um, that's my two cents on that. The second part of this episode, we're going to talk about a little bit about the opportunity zones. This was a Trump plan that um, worked well in some places, not well in other places. But we'll get into that first. <laughs> I got to sell you something, God, please. All right, we're back. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, okay, second half of this episode. If you made it past 10 minutes, you're my favorite person. I like you more than a friend. Right now, we're going to talk about opportunity zones. And first, before you say, what are opportunity zones? Um, opportunity zones were certain areas in all over the country, cities, rural. I'm more specific with New York. I know that as much that I know there was a lot of rural areas that also had this. But long story short, it's basically saying that, say, for instance, an example, if you bought something in Williamsburg, you bought an investment property, it appreciated, say, you, you know, you made uh, $500,000, you can sell that and delay the capital gains if you buy in a specific specific opportunity zone in a usually in a low income area and uh, i believe you had to keep it for 7 years to uh get a, a much better more beneficial capital gains you can do things like 1031 exchanges where you keep it, it where you keep buying property and you can parlay it into the next property and delay capital gains uh, but opportunity zones were specifically about high investment areas into low investment areas and tax benefits. Biden wants to get rid of this. Um, this is not a great plan as well because this is giving his whole thing is saying that you know wealthy people are benefiting off these things and blah blah blah, and the trickle down doesn't work. Uh, I know this is not not true because you can see it in areas in Brooklyn where areas that. It's, it was difficult to build housing in New York. These these tax benefits allow developers to come in, ha, have more capital that they didn't have to pay taxes on to build more housing. And uh, you know, obviously, some some of it, a lot of it, is high end housing in New York. Unless you have government subsidies, uh, may, creating um, low income or middle income housing is not as profitable. It's very hard to turn a profit because of how long it takes to build and uh, how costly it is. We've had other episodes about the cost of construction going up. Um, but basically, it would stop investment in these areas. And the, the, the focus was you're using local contractors, you're you using local stores, you're building housing in these areas, you're building businesses in these areas. And, and yes, you 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 need to yes it's wealthy people who are making these investments because you need capital to do it but when you rising tide does raise all ships in, in certain aspects especially in housing and we we've been talking about if you you know you watch financial news or anything like that housing it it, it takes a lot of labor you need contractors you need title people you need uh real estate agents attorneys um uh, Builders, painters, 
movers. There's a lot of material. There's a lot of tax through purchasing, filing, uh, permits and, and things like that, uh, and just actual labor to, to build these things. I mean, you know, obviously we have machines, but a lot, you know, humans do a lot of work. And that was the whole idea. And they have to hold it. I think it were for seven years. I think it's still 2026. Uh, I really should look up their exact details, but I believe that was when it was. So the combination of these two tax plans is is going to be really detrimental to if they pass to um, the economy. You need to allow people to have tax breaks to go into new areas to create new jobs and to build where the government or other people will not. So those are my two cents. We cannot double the capital gains tax for for wealthy individuals, especially impacted will be boomers, early retirees, homeowners who don't have other uh, retirement plans, and also opportunity zones similar to capital gains, 1031 exchanges for, 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 for housing. It promotes people to go to other areas instead of just focusing all the capital in places like Williamsburg, right? Or Greenpoint and um, places like that where you're only building condos that are getting $1,400 a square foot, where you could maybe go into Brownsville or Crown Heights or Rockways or somewhere else where you might be able to build more and the price per square foot is less. And because of the tax breaks, you will be able to make enough of a profit to make the numbers work, okay? We're not, no, people aren't just doing this for fun. All right. Um, And that's my two cents. So I hope you enjoyed this episode about taxes and opportunity zones and the the Sleepy Joe. If you like this podcast, like, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify. Find me on Instagram at Marcus Amadeus. My website is MarcusShot.com. We're here to help you buy and sell homes. If you need a little advice, let us know. Oh, I might sneeze. Okay, I'm not going to sneeze. That's it. I hope you enjoy. Have a good day. Enjoy the weekend. Bye.